Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Just going through puberty, I see. Hey, welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mullican. And I'm Mark Whitman. Um, and we're, we're a little bit behind on some stuff, but today on this episode, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some pop culture stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. So I feel it's been, by the time this episode comes out, it's probably been a month since the movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling, um, spoiler alert. I feel like we're well yeah, beyond the embargo. I think you just say that at the beginning, and if people, you shouldn't listen to this if you don't want to know so, anything about it. So the way that I want this conversation to flow is I want to start with Avengers Endgame, okay? And then I want to jump off of there and, and talk about the other Marvel movies of the last 10 years. Because uh-huh. when you think about it, it's been 10 years, and Endgame, if I'm counting correctly... Was the twenty second mm-hmm. movie? Like it doesn't feel like we got two movies a year for ten years, but I guess we did. Yeah, I guess so. Um, that's a pretty impressive schedule. So, again, <clears throat> spoiler alert. Listen, if you care about Avengers Endgame and you haven't seen it by now, you don't really care about Avengers Endgame. No, no. Um, so here we go. Um. What were your thoughts on Avengers Endgame? It was good. Yeah, all right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, I... Um, the viewing experience for me, the first hour or so, I was watching it and I'm in it, and I but I was thinking, huh, this doesn't have a whole lot of action so far. Uh-huh. I was like, man, I need this to kind of pick up a little bit. And then the last hour. Ooh, yeah. doggy. Well, I think it started out with a bang. Right. You know, and then you, you know, it was kind of shocking. But I, But the more that I've thought about it is that the emotion that I was feeling in the movie, that, man, this is, this is kind of dragging – yeah, that's what that would have actually felt like. And yeah. the more I thought about it, I thought, genius. Well, I didn't like the first half of the movie. You weren't supposed to like the first half of the movie. They had just lost. All your heroes right. had lost. It was sad. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, well, I don't like that this is making me sad. And that made the... Okay, if the first half of the movie is not such a downer... Mm-hmm. Then when you hear, I'm on your left, that's not as great a moment. You cried. Did I teared up. Cat, that was awesome. Yes. yes. There were a couple of moments in that movie. Yeah. Like, i tell you one of my favorite moments was when Thor went back to Asgard. Yeah. And he stuck his hand out and he grabbed it and he said, I'm still worthy. Yeah. Like, and it became like. He became himself kind of again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just this great moment where he had been beating himself up for all these years and he said, I'm still worthy. Yeah. Uh, the conversation he has with his mom. Oh man. And he's like, Mama need to tell you something. She's like, No. 
she's like, I'm a witch. I know what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. When Ant Man, when um, he sees his daughter who's grown up while he's been gone. Mm -hmm. All the feels, man. That movie (laughs) made me feel. Even sitting here talking about it. We were uh, we were in there, and you know Thor's just he's getting beat, and and Thanos has got him down, and you see the hammer come up off of the ground yeah oh and my nephew and i were were watching together and it was such a that was really special for us because we saw iron man yeah and he's like he's 18 he's graduating and he's going in the air force Mm -hmm. and just for us to sit there and watch that movie together can kind of like that was the emotional weight of it for me was that that he's grown up and we were kind of hanging out in the parking lot afterwards, just talking. And I mean, yeah. I got emotional because that was what we always did. We've seen all these, yeah. you know, we've gone and seen almost, we didn't see the Ant-Man movies, uh-huh. Black Panther, or Doctor Strange. Together, yeah. But I think we saw all the other ones. Right. It, it really is that it's an end of an era. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like, I've I've just been thinking too. You know, you got Rise of Skywalker coming out in December. It's this weird, for people our age, it's this really weird season of life to where um, no matter what Marvel does, okay, or what Star Wars does, they'll never be, they can, you know, they consider this, you know, I guess this has been four phases, or, and but it's like this first big chapter. There'll never be anything. They could do this a couple more times, but they can't duplicate because they're not going to have no. these same heroes, these same actors mm-hmm. who came to embody these these characters. It was let's just I mean it was special. Mm-hmm. That's a pop culture phenomenon. It was it was special. Yeah, it was cool. And I felt like, I mean, what better way? You start with Iron Man. And the whole thing of Tony Stark is he is the most selfish person in the world. Right. And I, as you got the list there, I hated Iron Man 3. Okay. Because he was selfish. Mm-hmm. And he created this suit where he could be Iron Man but not put himself in danger. Yeah. And I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But now, to see the full, you know what I mean? Yeah. To see that he came full circle. Right. And he he's the guy that sacrificed to save everybody. Whereas yeah. he had been this guy that created this suit that he didn't even have to be in. See, I thought, see, I felt the opposite. To me, in Iron Man 3, he became even more vulnerable. Like, to me, that he separated himself from the suit I think he's trying to create a thousand suits. He's trying to help and save more people. Okay. And I think he, his crisis was, man, the suit doesn't even need me. Mm-hmm. What what who what good am I to anybody? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, See, I just felt the opposite. I felt like he was never in any real danger. Hmm. Even though I guess they blew his house up and tried to kill him. I don't know. It was just. As I was watching it, I just I didn't like some of the things in Iron Man 3. Now, the kid in Iron Man 3 is mm-hmm. the kid at the funeral. 
right. in Endgame. I thought that uh-huh. was pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know that till till my nephew told me. Who would have ever like to me? That's the beautiful thing of the, of all of this is we get over ten years. We got this. We got this story arc of Tony Stark. He goes from the house on the beach mm-hmm. to a house in the woods. Yeah. He goes from being the most selfish to knowing to Doctor Strange holds up that one finger mm-hmm. and he realizes I got to do this and I realize yeah. that, that to me, he you know, that's what being a hero is. Mm-hmm. Is when you do the right thing, no matter what the personal cost is to you. Um, but you know, you're right though. That scene when when all is lost, yeah, and you hear, and you hear it the way he hears it. What was yeah. that? Yeah, you know what I mean. It takes you a second to realize, oh man, like they're showing up. Like everybody's right. here to fight, man, and to make the and to make this last stand. Ah, it, was, it was beautiful, man. Yeah, I thought it ended beautifully. I really did. Like very seldom. Game of Thrones and stuff, but you know, very seldom do things end the mm-hmm. way you want them to end. And I just thought it was it was beautiful, man. They they did well done. Yeah, thank say. you. Well done, Marvel. Thank you, they, Marvel. And watching, you know, as we talked about in, the Infinity, the one, the one from last mm-hmm. year, not wasn't a big fan because I didn't see the big picture. Yeah, but then to see, you know, uh, those two movies just go so well together. Right, yeah, you know what I mean. It's about time to sit down and watch them all. Yeah, that'll be a time to spend thinking. six hours and watch. Yeah, it all. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch both of those together um, mm-hmm. when it comes out on on Blu-ray. Um, I think uh, actually I won't have to because it'll come out. I'm, I think when Disney Plus launches, it'll be on Disney Plus. I think that's yeah. that's one of the big that's one of the big selling points for that all that stuff. I mean, they're going to put Netflix out of business. Did you know that Disney like controls Hulu now? Yeah, they always have. But now they, they really the, do. Right, right. Yeah, they own the majority share of it now. Right. Yeah, they're. I mean, I don't know that Netflix, who is coming out at raising their prices with their subpar TV that they're doing right now, is going to be able to compete with seven dollars yeah. for Disney Plus. With I mean, dude, think about all the stuff that they got. Right. I mean. Even just the Disney stuff. <laughs> yeah, even if it's just the Disney animated movies. That's, that's six ninety nine a month. That's huge. I'd pay that. Yeah, I am yeah. going to pay that. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably I'm letting Netflix know you're probably done at the at the Whitman household. Right. When that comes out. Yeah. We already canceled Hulu. Um Yeah, so I I think you know, Captain America got what he always wanted mm-hmm. you know you get that to me i think thor he he's coming back around of you know it, and i hope he's in guardians of the galaxy 3. i think he will be yeah i'm pretty sure he is um he, okay, my he, nephew said you know i've cut my hair since then mm-hmm. but uh he there was definitely some wow thor turned into you <laughs> Jokes being made, yeah. That's yeah, I don't funny. have the long hair and the and the long beard anymore, but 
yeah, he definitely was cracking jokes about yeah, being I, Thor. Yeah. My kid said, Dad, you could be Thor for Halloween now. I'm like, mm, very funny. Shut up. Um, so looking back over the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, being honest, again, I don't know. I don't think... I think I saw Thor too. Yeah, I saw Thor. Oh, too. it was awful. The Dark World. But yeah, um, not a great movie. Not one. Uh, yeah. But I'm like, okay. You yeah. know, I'm not. They gonna, made up for it with Ragnarok. I, to me, people that like, uh, and I talked to somebody who was trying to like poke holes in all the time travel, and and I'm just like, man, I don't care. Yeah, it's a. How did it make me feel? Right. Yeah, it's not logical. None of it really is going to happen. Right. Like when I watch wrestling, how did it make me feel? And I will say this there has been wrestling that in the moment made me feel something. Mm -hmm. And upon second look, I was like, and then I would go past it and I wouldn't feel it anymore. I was like, and I would look back, and I'm like, well, that was terrible. But in the moment, you hear the crowd, and you know, and and, and you get caught up in it. Mm-hmm. You go back and watch it, like this was terrible. Um, and movies are like that sometimes. But listen, so um, off the top of your head, uh, and I've got a list here. What were some of your favorite movies from this? The first Iron Man. Yep, I love Thor Ragnarok. Is probably uh, of all this. Um, and I may be missing something that I'm just not thinking of, but of all of this, like standalone films, mm-hmm. yeah, Thor Ragnarok is probably my. That favorite. was a fun movie. Yeah, it was fun. That that may be my favorite. Well, let me see the list. All right, you got uh, Iron Man Lo- one, two, and three. Loved the first one. Liked the second one. Didn't care for the third one. Um, the first one I've seen five to ten times. Mm-hmm. Second one I probably saw twice. Third one I saw once. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor one, two, and three. Thor I, one. I liked the first Thor. I didn't like the second one. Obviously, there again, loved Ragnarok. It's probably my favorite. Um, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. These aren't in any. Captain certain America order. was good. Yeah. The Winter Soldier was incredible. Yeah. Right, right up there with Thor. Yeah. Probably just maybe right below Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. is my second favorite standalone. And then that it would either be that or Iron Man would be number two. Well, and it would be number three. Civil War would definitely, which I is almost an Avengers movie, let's be honest. No, right. That was another Avengers movie. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. I loved it, too. Winter Soldier. I've watched it a couple of times. That's why I know I like it. Winter Soldier was just so good at it. It was such a good comic story. It was incredible. It was a, so it was a great espionage, like born type movie. Yeah. It was, it was great, man. Yeah. That scene in the elevator that they redid. Oh! Hell, I Come on, man. How awesome was that? Yeah, that, was that you know what? You know, Endgame, what made it incredible was the crowd, being, was the crowd reaction. Right. Uh, when, he, when he gets Thor's hammer, mm-hmm. I knew it. That I was a good it. pop yeah. when everybody appears, you know. Um, Here's the thing. This is well, let's tie this into wrestling a little bit. If you're an aspiring babyface wrestler, what made Avengers Endgame so awesome was that all hope was lost. Right. Captain America got his butt kicked. Right. And then he fired up. 
Thor got his butt kicked. Then he made the hot tag to Captain America. And and Captain America came back and then got beat down again. Right. And then he made the hot tag to everybody. <laughs> and there was a run-in. That was... <laughs> Wasn't he made the hot tag? There was a run-in. Right. All the baby faces showed up to help him. <laughs> it was great. Like, for I mean, for real. Yes. Avengers Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. That's well, so wrestling that's, for that's, you. That's set up the way a wrestling match works. Yes. But now everybody wants both of those movies in one match on Monday Night Raw. And they want to see everybody do all their stuff. Right. Right. And the fact is, in Endgame... You got to see Spider-Man for 5% of that movie. Mm-hmm. You got to see Black Panther 5% of that movie. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets to be the star. The Guardians of the Galaxy hardly in it at all. Right. Everybody shows up at the but end. But they play, all played their role. Right. They all knew their part. Uh, we didn't need a bunch of one-liners. This was, this in-game is the main event. Mm-hmm. Everybody's played their role on the undercard, mm-hmm. okay? And I would even say, and I'm going to take, I'm going to beat this into the grounds. So I'm going to take this maybe farther than I even I can. I would even say Thor two. None of the, like we're all leading to end game, right? None of these really needs to outshine. Like, Thor 2, I don't know. I mean, Thor 2 was not good. No. It was not good. I'm not saying it was good. Uh-huh. But I'm going to say, I don't think Thor 2 is as bad as we think it is. It was bad, but maybe <laughs> not as bad as we think it is. I think it's worse. Because in the, but but as part of it, mm-hmm. they don't, at the end, they don't want us talking about Thor 2. They want us talking about Endgame. True. Thor 2 did what it was supposed to do. It introduced the ether. It had a bad villain. Everything about it was bad. Right. But. That's true. If every match on your card is a five-star match, then none of them are a five-star match. That's true. Uh, That's why I was was talking to some young guys. And I'm like, the first match doesn't need to be a Dave Meltzer five-star match. Mm -hmm. Dave Meltzer may say your opening match was two stars. But in the grand scheme of things, if you do what the show needed you to do and what the crowd needed you to do, that's five stars. And that's what I would say about these. I would say, you know, Doctor Strange, you're just a little minor character. Mm-hmm. Thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, you know, Doctor Strange was the guy. <laughs> Doctor Strange pulled a brand. He kind of gone for most. He's not even there for most of the 10 years. Comes in, gets a big, big role at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like Brock Lesnar in right. the Money in the Bank match. <laughs> you know, there are some fans like, I can't believe Dr. Strange got that spot. He didn't earn that spot. How come Dr. Strange gets to be the guy to come in? <laughs> Dr. Strange is, well, I can't believe that. All right. You know, I should have been, I should have been uh, Agent Hill. That should have been her. Where's Nick Fury? That should have been Nick yeah, Fury. Where's Nick Fury? Yeah. Where's Agent Carter? Why didn't they bring that? Agent Carter should have been the one to show back up. <laughs> um, okay, let's go through. Uh, Guardians I was trying of the... to copy your voice. What oh, you were yeah. doing. Guardians of the Galaxy, great. I love it. I like both of those. I yeah. like all the Avengers. Yeah, especially the first one. Yeah. I love the first Avengers. Because we just never seen anything like that. No, I can remember watching it with my nephew thinking, God, I wish I could have watched this at his age. Yes. I wish I could have said, like, like it's blowing my mind now. Mm-hmm. I can imagine if I'd been, like, 11. 
watching. Now they're TV. spoiled. Yeah. They're spoiled. They don't know how good they got it, man. Uh, did, have you seen Captain Marvel? No, haven't seen it yet. It's all right. Doctor Strange. Didn't see it. Um, so, how do I say this? I thought Captain Marvel was going to be a much bigger deal in Endgame than she was. They swerved us, and I liked it. As I actually thought that, I thought, because that was the big story. Oh, Captain Marvel's going to do this, and Captain Marvel's going to do that. I loved the fact. I thought that they that they kind of put that red herring there that you were thinking she's going to show up and do this and that and then she didn't. Right. She had to me she had the minor right amount of role. Yes. In that movie. Yes, I agree. No more, no less. It was right. perfect. She was almost everybody was perfect. They had, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they were there for the amount of time that they like. You got right. The, Stark seeing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like when he saw, and or saw Peter Parker. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it, and he just hugged him. Yeah, you know, I, that was a, a touching moment. Um, and I loved that Stark was in this position where, how do we change time? Because I'm not like I'm not willing to give her up, his mm-hmm. daughter. I'm not willing to give her up to bring all those people back. Right. So how do you? You know, I'm not going back in time and changing what happened because what happened led to her. I thought that was brilliant yeah. to add that. Yeah. Yeah. Were there, if we took the time? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm no quantum physicist, as you. Right. Because <laughs> I probably, mis- Cause, probably mispronounced. Because <laughs> somebody said. I did, didn't I? Uh, uh, no, quantum I physicist. You, okay, I thought you were going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Like somebody said, you know, Spider-Man's been gone five years. Comes back, he's still in high school. I'm like, well, he went, came back at the same age he left. This is true. Was did their whole high school? Did it just so happen? Anyway, I don't, I don't want to. That's a good point. That is a great point. (laughs) Hadn't thought about it. Huge plot. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry for me. Ant Man's daughter grew up. Everybody in Peter Parker's high school stayed the same age. (laughs) Well, they were gone. They disappeared. All of them. Hey, it's fiction. That's true. I had not even thought about that. That's a good one. Uh, you said you hadn't seen Black Panther. It's pretty good. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I think I've seen I it twice. I did see that. Yeah, yeah I saw it once. It was good. It was all right. Uh, Ant-Man 1 and 2. Didn't see you. Saw both of those once. You know? Didn't see either one. Um, Hulk with Ed Norton. Yeah, I really liked it. I yeah. like the Hulk anyway. Hulk's always been one of my favorite characters. I was a little, I've disappointed in his role in the last two movies. Though. See, I, I would like to have seen the Hulk. Ah, uh, yeah, we. I think rip, we all wanted to see Hulk rip a little bit of tail. Yeah, in Endgame, I really was looking forward to it, and it didn't happen. He became more of a. It was his brains. Uh, true brains, true ever bra- but. I guess he did like lift everybody up and save everybody there at the end. But I wanted to see him and Thanos. I just that's really what I thought we were gonna get was a big worth where Hulk would just whoop him. Yeah. Know? So you open this door, we're gonna go here. And I don't wanna go here. So you go back in time. Thanos from back in time comes to the future. Mm-hmm. Now if this was back to the future if Thanos from the past dies in the future, doesn't that negate everything that he did? Ah, man, I don't know. I, 
I don't know about all that. Now we're getting way too deep into it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's the thing. This is not meant for you to get. It's it's comic no, books. It's just meant to enjoy it. See, what did I say? Though we did, we just kind of glossed over this. What I wanted to see, yeah. What I hoped I would have seen was the Hulk, right? Show up and beat Thanos up. Yeah, and that didn't happen. Right. But I didn't get online and gripe about it because my fantasy booking didn't come true. Right. Right. It is what it is, man. Yeah. I still got a great movie. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. And you got to see it with a ne- your nephew. And what... Right. That was the important We remember thing. how... I always remember how that movie made me feel. It was... It was a great movie. It really was, man. They they did it right, man. I'm te- that, The scene when, when the hammer comes up off the ground. Every audience... Seeing yeah. that movie for the first time popped for that. And knew that it was Captain America. Everybody yeah. knows that it's Captain America that's picking the thing up because they teased it. Yeah. Two movies ago. Yeah. That that was going to happen. So somebody said, I read, I read a really good uh, interview, and somebody said, well, he couldn't pick it up in the in Age of Ultron. And they're like, no, nah, he could. He just didn't. Right. Because he didn't want to. He didn't want to. He didn't want to show anybody up. Mm-hmm. Because he's a good guy. Right. He's a good guy. Captain America is the best of us. Mm-hmm. Which is why he could. Right. right. He was worthy. And the fact of the matter is, the reason that most of us don't like some of this stuff and we gripe about it is we're not. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. That's awesome. And I think so. We're not worthy. I think so many times we see an end game. And I honestly believe that a lot of the trolls, we see these people make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. We see them benefit sometimes or pay the price for a right decision. That's what it is because sometimes doing the right thing, there's a great scene, you know, a sin of a woman. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, when Al Pacino gives that great speech where he said, you know, there have been many times, you know, I forget, I am not even going to yeah. try to do it because it's so good, but yeah. put up where I knew every time, you know, without exception, I knew, but I never did it because it was too damn hard. Right. You know? Right. And that's so true. Doing the right thing is hard sometimes. Right. As I've got older, mm-hmm. I try to do the right thing. Yeah. Whereas when I was young, I was a little bit more impulsive and I didn't care. Mm-hmm. The things that I said or the, you know what I mean? And right. as I've gotten older, I'm like, man, like, just, just do better. Yeah. Be better. That Like, that's my thing for my, when I, I tell my nephew all the time, it's just be better. Right. Be better, man. And that's like what I'm trying to do is yeah. be better. And I would say that, and I know it's, it, and I don't want to appropriate anything, mm-hmm. but the rumble young man rumble thing that that muhammad ali said um i'm not familiar oh it was just an expression that he used rumble young man rumble yeah and it has um become uh um kind of a battle cry for young african-american men yeah but it's i I think it extends far beyond that right he just and it kind of means what you want it to mean it means be better man rumble young man rumble yeah you know get out there and make your way and do and just be better yeah, I you know? did. I, you know, we've been, you know, we're five years into this podcast, mm-hmm. five and a half years. 
And like I think back to when we first started, like in you and I, we I think we both have changed so much for the better. I mean, at our heart, we're just still the same guys. Mm-hmm. But I think we've done, you know, we've tried to, like, man, why, it, it seems like it's only been five years, but it seems like it's been, uh, it seems like so much longer than that. You know, like when you think about everything we, you think about everything we've done, like, uh, started the podcast, got involved in wrestling, got uninvolved in wrestling, got deep in wrestling, got, and been, you know, places we've been and things we've done and people we have gotten to meet, like we've packed a lot into those, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I think our aspirations of especially for the podcast or doing the podcast, I don't even know if we had any aspirations. Because when we first started podcasting, nobody was podcasting. Well, we talk about this all the time. Bears repeating. Oh, Steve Austin got a podcast? What's a podcast? Bob Cottle. <laughs> Mr. Cottle, <laughs> will you please re- What's a podcast? What's a podcast? Yeah. Well, Mr. Cottle. Um, nobody knew. When we started this podcast, like, Who's going to listen to a wrestling podcast? Right. Now, we didn't make the little list, you know. But you know whose list I did make? Mine. Yeah. I'm my favorite podcast. I don't do this. To, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, I've never. Like, I don't care about notoriety. Right. Fame. I, matter of fact, just the opposite. I, I want to make sure nobody knows who I am. Right. You know. Uh, so I probably shouldn't have put your picture on a couple of banners. Well, I don't mind that because it's a caricature of me. You know? Right, right. Um, yeah, I prefer people not to know who I am. So I'm the opposite. I know. He, and that's what makes this <laughs> I know that you are. You know, and, and you know, we've talked about it before, man. You, you People love you, and that's just the way it is, man. <laughs> And people tend to not like me. Yeah, I th- yeah, but I think um, not that people don't like me. I just right. I have a different personality, and they don't know how to take it sometimes. Right, because I mean, everybody that knows you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know that I'm. Yeah, they know that you're. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mean. Right, and it's evil, mean, and nasty. And I don't even like. To me, I just say mean stuff because I think it's funny. Right. You know what right. I mean? And and that's the way it is. Right. Well, I'm not going to press charges against you. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, the whole point of this is we've enjoyed the 10 years, last 10 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think, okay. I think there for a while, if again bringing it back to wrestling, I think there for a while DC was trying to duplicate what Marvel was That's doing. where they made a mistake. And DC needs to go AEW. Uh-huh. DC needs to say, uh, first of all, uh, I may be wrong on this. Comic-wise, DC's kicking Marvel's butt. Mm-hmm. Selling more comics. Comics make more sense. Um but yeah, I think DC needs to kind of be like, "Hey, what you know? Let's maybe all our movies don't need to connect, right? And maybe we can, maybe we need, maybe we make movies that 
aren't even in the same like the Joker movies coming out. Mm-hmm. Which that looks very entertaining. He's Batman's good. not even going to be in that movie, I don't think. Well, we'll see. Um, he, oh, can, I know. I'm, I'm not expecting a huge Batman, but you got to think there's going to be a maybe a nod. Um, so Gotham just ended, and I didn't watch any of this season. I've got it recorded. Hey. I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. When the show first started. It was all about, well, Batman's not going to be in the show. Batman's going to be in the show. And then the last episode, mm-hmm. Batman's in the show. Yeah, I don't know. To me, Gotham, I was... I, I watched w- the first season and thought it was good. I, mean, I didn't think it was great. Right. I, I wish with... I guess, to me, Gotham did not deliver on what they promised. Because I'm thinking, okay... This is a show about before Batman. So it's just going to be a regular crime show. Right. But then they brought in all the villains. Yeah. What yeah. is the point of all the villains without Batman? Right. And that's why I kind of didn't watch it. Because I thought, right. I thought from, you know, and I thought they did this so well in the, in the Nolan movies that those villains came about because he raised the game. Right. Instead of. Those villains already pre-existing, right? Before he became the Batman, I didn't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. You know a lot more about it. Than no, I do. think you're exactly right. Because all the people, you know, anytime you're reading a Batman comic, all the psychologists say, "Well, we wouldn't have the Joker if we wouldn't have, didn't have a Batman." And Batman's causing all this crime, and right. Batman's causing all these super villains. And I just felt like if Gotham had just been Jim Gordon, corrupt city, dealing with the mob. No penguin. Uh, you know, when you hear, oh, there's going to be a character called Fish Mooney. You know, they're, dude, that's awesome. But then, even the Bullock loved that. But then it's just like, no, give me, I've already seen these villains. I don't, just give me, give me the. Well, see, all, you know. I thought, I thought the idea of this guy who's going to become the penguin. Right. Was okay. Yeah. And this guy's going to become the Riddler. Yes. Is fine. But to see them, you know what I mean? Like right. doing it prematurely before Batman shows up yeah. doesn't make any sense. But if you have this character that's going to become that, I get that. Yes. That makes sense to me because this is, it ain't like all of a sudden Cobblepot woke up one day and decided, you know, I think I'll be the penguin. There's clearly a transformation right. that happened yeah. over time there. Yeah. So even though from there? the very beginning they were calling him, were they calling him Penguin in the beginning? I think so. Yeah, maybe they were. I don't know. And then I guess he just embraced being the Penguin. I don't know. Yeah, it's because I didn't watch it. But far bit don't let that's never let stop me before from giving my expert analysis. Yeah, I mean um, both Gotham and Arrow these seasons, I recorded them i just haven't gone back and watched them yet and i yeah i'm just i was really into the flash man and i just quit watching it yeah i think yeah there's so i think there's just they here's here's what i think it happened with lost it's happened with the walking dead Mm -hmm. i think they start these shows and they have these these great story arcs and then the show gets a little successful and the arc instead of doing this mm-hmm. and getting to where it was they intended to go now the network's like well, we need a couple of more seasons right so then instead of going from here Brilliant. to here there's this thing that happens yeah and it's just janky 
Yeah. But whereas if you just let them do the four seasons that they wanted to do, they would have told this great story. But we added three seasons in between, and you got to fill those twenty-two episodes out. You know, and that's what keeps happening with. That's why, man, I don't know how many shows I've started. And just not finished. Right. For that reason. Yeah. Smallville. I, I yeah. loved it. Walking Dead. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. All these shows. I start watching them. They're great shows. And then I just lose interest. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it is when a show starts, for the most part, if I'm not mistaken, you do a pilot. Mm-hmm. Um. And then if the based pilots... On, based on the strength of those other shows. <laughs> yeah. You do a pilot. And you are aware that there's something called television. You're doing a you're doing pulp fiction here. Right. They create a pilot based on the strength and the performance of that show, <laughs> of the pilot. The network decides if they want to make more episodes. <laughs> right. And then... Some of them go on to be shows. Some of them become nothing. And she then, was in one of the ones that became nothing. It, and you write, you write a season. Uh-huh. And you've, it's self-contained. But when you finish that first seat, like, okay, uh, Kevin Feig, when they, or Feig or whatever, they did Iron Man 1, they kind of think we want to do this, mm-hmm. but they don't know if they can. Right. You have to see what the reaction is going to be to it. Um, and so once, you, you create this ending. Okay. If we want to make more, we can. But if this is all we get to do, it's, it's wrapped up. Right. And, and to their credit, to Marvel's credit, once they realized, ah, once they're bought by Disney, yeah. they're like, okay, we got the money to to do this. They mapped the whole thing out. Mm-hmm. And so I think the reason it was such a satisfying ending is they weren't having to course correct. And they weren't having to. And, and, and I'll tell you another thing that I, I, what I think happens to with some of these. Because this is what I heard happen with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's yeah. just a, this thing that I read. You have this Kevin Feige guy or whatever yeah. that's pretty much been the godfather of all these films. Yes. He has kept the creative direction yes. in a certain way. What I've heard had happened with a lot of times with these shows, like Game of Thrones specifically, was you started out with this group of writers, but then because of the success of the show, yeah, they start getting other opportunities. Right. And that a bunch of the ones who were responsible for a lot of the mm-hmm. the major stories in Game right. of Thrones were hired to work on the Star Wars universe, right? Because they were so good. With so now you've lost right the good writers that you had, and then you bring new guys in, and they got a different idea. This is this is what I think happened. I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil Game of Thrones. I'll just say, uh, I was fine with it. Yeah, I. Was, what but the last this last season of Game of Thrones, they're not working off the book. Uh-huh. You have to think the books. I think we talked about this before. Maybe mm-hmm. the books were so detailed. You had so much backstory. Mm-hmm. You had so much motivation. They've gone into this season. And they didn't have that. Right, and that's what happened. It mm-hmm. could not. There's no way it could have been as good because they're having to come up with it on the fly. Right. They're having to guess. And I'm curious if the books are going to end the same way the show did. But what I'm saying is 
we got to manage our expectations. And if we we should have known, okay. And I'm not talking about the ending. I'm talking about just the flow of the season, the pace of the season. It was gonna feel different because it was different because they're coming up with stuff from scratch, and they're not using and and. Sorry, I'm getting all hyperventilating. No, right, but down. even but even what you said, it's all it's a combination of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, yeah. So I, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, where do you go? Uh, you know, where do you go with some of these characters? Um. You know, I think back to to some of the finales. You know, not, a lot of people didn't like the Seinfeld finale. You know, what were they going to yeah. do? You know, were they just going to c- continue remaining going about their life? You know, that was the thing about Cheers. You got to the end of the Cheers, nothing changed. That which I thought was brilliant, right? I really he did. decides. Sam Malone has spent all these years thinking he wants something more, and he realizes no, this is exactly he's got all he needs. Right, right. I'm the luckiest alive. I'm the luckiest mm-hmm. man alive. Um, so, yeah. So, um, like friends, they're, they're all not friends. I mean, they're friends, but they're all moving away. They're going, because that's the natural progression of life. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, what I'll say, and this is for me, at the end of Game of Thrones, I told a friend this morning. Everybody I wanted to live, lived. And they all were doing what they wanted to do from the beginning of the show. What they really longed for. They they got to do, man, I would love to do this. If Like if you talk to Arya, and I'm, I don't want to spoil but if you talk to Arya Star, Arya, when this is all over, what do you want to do? Well, I'd like to do this. That's what's going to happen. So I have no complaints. I mean, except for Theon, because, you know, he got his... Billy Packer chopped off, but you know. what? <laughs> Early on, like in the but even eight. Theon in season eight comes full circle. Had done some irredeemable things that he finds out in the end were redeemable, hmm. and he, you know, the last words he hears. Spoiler alert: the last words Theon hears is, "You're a good man," you know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I you know I'll say, um, I've been listening to the because uh, here's the great thing about Game of Thrones is that the universe has expanded so much. So I've been listening to the book Fire and Blood, which is about all the Targaryens from the conquest. That's been fascinating. That's a that's a movie. That's a series waiting to happen right there. Well, they're doing that, right? Aren't they doing? A they're doing a prequel, but it's like a thousand years. It's oh, like okay. when the first, you know, whatever. So I think, man, dude, to me, they've got an opportunity <laughs> to make some money. My opinion is, <laughs> but here's the thing: now, our Game of Thrones fans are gonna be like so disappointed in the finale. No. Like because they're marks, they're just like wrestling. We fans. are they marks. Wanna, they just gripe about it. They're still going to watch it. If you know, you see, we got Funkos here. If you're watching the video, 
They could put out a bad Funko tomorrow. You know what people are going to do? They're still going to buy Funkos. Yeah, they're just not going to buy the bad ones. Or you'll wait and you'll pick them up on clearance. Right. Right. <laughs> I did pick them the up. The ones that nobody buys. You can pick, you'll be able I to found, pick them up on clearance. found out that wasn't true anyway, but anyway. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, we got a nice little collection going here. Mm-hmm. So I think what I'm going to do is make you sit behind the shelf. So the collection is more prominent. We just get your voice. I heard that. We don't see you. You got a Frito Corleone. Yeah. I know we talked about this before. That was the one they had. Right. If I could find it, if I ever see a Michael or a Sonny or a Don, I'll get that. I would hope so. Right. I would hope so. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I hope? What? I hope Marvel makes a bunch more movies. You think they will? Nah, I think you're probably done. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that kind of does it. Wraps her all up. All right. Tied a nice little bow around that. <laughs> nobody's interested in seeing the further adventures of any of these characters. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, hey, um, we love to know what you think. You can comment on this on the website at doubledropkick.com. You can leave us a comment. Uh, we post this on Facebook. It's posted on YouTube. Hey, we'd love to hear, you know, what did you think about Avengers Endgame? Joe, you didn't get to be a part of this discussion. Joe, you got a podcast. You can bring me on your podcast. We'll have a podcast summit. And I'll talk about the Avengers Endgame and stuff. Because I know Joe and I had some different opinions on some of this. Joe doesn't like the space stuff. Yeah. Anything to do with space, he he he's not, not a fan of. It's totally cool. Hey, teach his own. Teach his own. Um, but we love what, to know what you think. This is what we think. And if you, you know, uh, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Download, rate, subscribe, podcast. We're on Twitter. I'm at Heath Mulliken. I'm at the DDK show. Every time we get together to record, I'm like, okay, I need to remember to say this and this and this. Oh, I do need to remember. SOSCustomTees.com. Great sponsor of the show. That's where you can get Double Dropkick Show apparel. That's where you can also get uh, one of a kind, okay? Uh, SOS Custom Tees has gotten into the trading card business. Trading card business. And it is the only place you're not only going to get, because some people like autograph cards, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. We got those. We've also got, like Ricky Morton, it's an autograph Ricky Morton card, but it's got ring-worn gear from... When Rock and Roll Express wrestled, I think it's Survivor Series. So it's got ring-worn gear. It's the both. It's a memorabilia card, and it's autographed. And in, I just saw the picture the other day. They may be released by now of Sandman signing his cards. So, hey, you can support, you know, this company. Listen, we got, listen, the list of names I've heard. Do we have? A lot of local wrestlers. We've given them the opportunity to get trading cards, which is awesome. But we're getting a lot of the ECW originals. Um, it'll be the only place to get memorabilia cards with them. Also, hey, hey, uh, SOSCustomNetwork.com, $4.99 a month. If you like independent wrestling from the South, it is where you can get uh, some of the best. Uh, and it's the best, you know, yeah, it's just the best. So uh, it's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, lots going on. I guess, you know, when we record next. I'm trying to think what other movies would be out. Dark Phoenix is getting ready to come out. I'm curious about that. I'm not yeah. like dying to see that. 
Bright burn comes out tomorrow. Bright burn comes out tonight. If you if you want to go yeah, see, yeah, that's it. true. Uh, that's going to be the marketing for that has been phenomenal. It has. It has, has. It, is it a Warner Brothers movie? Because it mean like I think so. I I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know that it was supposed to have come out last year. Because the kid basically, spoiler alert, has all of. It's a Superman story. Yeah. Like, this is the movie we've all been waiting for. What if? Yeah. Like, this is Batman's worst fears coming uh-huh. to life. Right. I'm curious, because maybe I'm wrong. I think, I wonder if the trailers are only showing us the first 15, 20 minutes of this movie. I don't know. You know what I mean? I know a guy who likes to find spoilers. I can find that out for uh, you. I want to see it myself. Yeah. I want to see it myself. It may, it'll probably be a few weeks before I get to, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, not like you got anything going on the next couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, we don't have anything going on. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But anyway, hey, we thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, as always, for the Double Dropkick Show, I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.